Chapter twenty five of Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonali Punja. Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill or Jasper Parlow's Secret by Alice B. Emerson. Chapter twenty five Endings and Beginnings when the pony carriage drove into the little clearing about the squatter's hut pallow was pottering about the yard and he stood up and looked at them with arms akimbo and a growing grin upon a sly face well 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 he croaked all together air ye having a picnic we've been down yonder in the glen said tom sternly for an instant jasper parlow changed colour and looked a bit worried but it was only for an instant then he grinned again and his little eyes twinkled just as though he were amused but tom kept on bluntly saying we found something there parlow and we came up here to see if it belongs to you what's that asked the man drawing nearer i ain't lost nothing don't say that said tom quickly at least don't say you haven't hidden something but he could not catch mr parlow again the man shook his head slowly and looked as though he hadn't the least idea of what tom was driving at look here continued the boy and drew forth the japan box well well and jasper's mean little eyes twinkled more than ever you don't mean to say you found that down yonder we did said tom tartly now where was it where it had been hidden snapped tom quite disgusted with the old man where it was supposed to be very safe i reckon like enough tom said jasper mildly what do you reckon on doing with it you don't claim it to be yours then demanded tom in some surprise no said parlow slowly it has your initials on it said helen quickly that's odd ain't it returned parlow standing where he was and not offering to touch the box but other people have the same initials that i have his grin grew to huge proportions and he looked so sly that nothing but his high bony nose kept his two little eyes from running together and making one eye of it j potter for instance then you think that this is likely to be mr potter's queried tom couldn't say j will probably claim it he, he would take advantage of the initials sure enough and why don't you asked helen cause me and j are two different people declared parlow righteously nobody ever could say with proof that jasper parlow took what warn't his own this is my uncle's cash-box i'm very sure interposed ruth with some anger it was not swept away the day of the flood you were there in his little office at the very moment the water struck the mill and we saw you running from the place as though you were scared jeffers pelters croaked jasper it was sure enough to scare anybody 
that may be but you weren't too scared to grab this box when you ran and you must have hidden it under your coat as we left the mill i'm going to tell my uncle all about it and how we saw you down the hill yonder looking at this very box before you thrust it back in its hiding place jasper Palo grew enraged rather than frightened by this threat tell he barked you tell what ye please proven's another thing i don't know nothing about the box i never opened it i don't know what's in it and you can tell jabe that if he tries to make me trouble over it i'll make him trouble in a certain locality he knows where and what about i shall give him the box and tell him how it came into my possession repeated ruth firmly and then she and her friends drove away they hurried tubby back to the red mill and ruth ran in ahead of her friends with the cash box in her hands the moment uncle jabez saw it he started forward with a loud cry he almost tore the box from her grasp but then became gentle again in a moment gal he ejaculated softly how did you get this away from palo oh uncle how did you know he had it i've been suspicious he couldn't scarce keep it to hisself he ain't opened it i see i don't think he has we'll see tell me about it urged the miller staring at helen and tom as they approached ruth told them all about it she pointed too to the fact that helen and tom and especially tom's dog had had more to do with the recovery of the cash box than she had uncle jabez listened and nodded as though he appreciated that fact meanwhile however he hunted up the key to the japan box and unlocked it it was plain that the contents of the box were for the most part securities in the shape of stocks and bonds with a good deal of currency in small notes there was a little coin gold and silver packed into one compartment uncle jabez counted it all with feverish anxiety right to a penny he gasped when he had finished and mopped the perspiration from his brow the rascal didn't touch it he didn't dare but he'll dare something else uncle said ruth hastily i believe he's going right to mr cameron to make you trouble aha uh -huh, exclaimed uncle jabez and looked hard at tom i'm sorry if he's making trouble about that old thing mr potter said tom stumblingly i have tried to keep his mouth shut aha uh -huh, said uncle jabez again then he added and i shouldn't be at all surprised young man if you had given jasper money to keep his mouth shut eh tom flushed and nodded i don't want any row especially when helen and i think so much of ruth you wouldn't have bought jasper off for my sake i reckon said jabez sharply you wouldn't have done it for my sake why should i returned tom coolly you never have been any too friendly towards me ha said the miller nodding that's true but let me tell you young man that i saw your father about the time i ran you down we don't get along very well i admit i ain't got much use for you camerons but i had no intention of doing you harm you can believe that or not if you will remember the evening you went over that embankment on the wilkins corners road i came up behind you my mules were young 
and Lodog jumped out at them and scared them. They bolted. And I never knew till next day that you had been knocked over the embankment. We'll let bygones be bygones, Mr. Potter, said Tom good-humouredly. I came out of it all right. But you had no business to pay Jasper Barlow money for keeping still about it, said the miller sourly. Being bled by a blackmailer is never the action of a wise man. When he threatened me, I went to your father at once and got ahead of Barlow. We agreed to say nothing about it. That's about all we did agree on, however, added Mr. Potter grimly. Now you children run along. Ruth, come here. I figure I owe you something because of the finding of this box. Yes, I know how much the others had to do with it, too. But they'd never have been over there in Olakar Glen if it hadn't been for you. I'll make this up to you. I never yet owed a debt that I didn't repay in full. I'll remember this one, gal. But so much happened in those next two weeks following the finding of the cash box that Ruth quite forgot this promise on her uncle's part. She realized, however, that he seemed really desirous of being kind to her and that much of his grimness had disappeared. Everybody at the Red Mill, and many other people too, had their thoughts fixed upon Mercy Curtis at the time. She had been getting stronger all the while. She had been able to hobble on her two sticks from her bedroom to her porch. She had been to ride half a dozen times in the Camden's automobile. And then, suddenly, without other warning, Dr. Davidson and the strange surgeon who had once examined Mercy appeared in a big limousine car with a couch arranged inside and they whisked mercy off to a sanatorium some miles away where she was operated on by the famous surgeon with dr davidson's help and from which place the report came back in a few days that the operation had been successful and that mercy would in time walk again meanwhile ruth had kept up her recitations to miss cram often walking back and forth to town but sometimes getting a lift, and the teacher pronounced her prepared to enter the Cheslow High School. She had taken the studies that Helen Cameron had taken, and on comparing notes, the chums found that they were in much the same condition of advancement. Oh, if you were only going to Briarwood with me, instead of to Cheslow High, wailed Helen one day, as they sat on the porch of the Red Mill House. Oh, dear, said Ruth quietly don't talk about it i want to go with you more than i ever wanted to do anything in my whole life what's that exclaimed uncle jabez's gruff voice behind them what's that you want to do ruth to to go to the boarding school uncle stammered his niece ha grunted the miller ain't you calculating on going to high school oh mr potter broke in helen frightened by her own temerity that isn't the school ruth wants to go i'm going to briarwood hall and she wants to go too do do let her it would be it would be just heavenly if she could go there and we could be together jabez potter came out upon the porch and looked down upon his knees the grim lines of his face could not relax it seemed but his eyes did seem to twinkle as he said and that's the greatest wish of your life is it ruth i i believe it is uncle jabez she whispered looking at him in wonder 
well well he said gruffly dropping his gaze maybe i owe it ye my savings of years was in that cash box ruth i i well i'll think it over and see if it can be arranged about this prayer wood business i'll i'll see your aunt alvira and that uncle jabez saw about it to some purpose is proven by the fact that the reader may meet ruth and her friends again in the next volume of this series to be entitled ruth fielding at brerewood hall or solving the campus mystery perhaps he isn't such an ogre after all whispered helen when she and ruth were alone not after you get to know him replied the girl of the red mill with a quiet smile End of chapter 25 End of Ruth Fielding of the Red Mill or Jasper Palo's Secret by Alice B. Emerson